Welcome to the SheFi Podcast. I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Amy. And today we're going to be talking about Logan. Um, Amy, what were some of your uh, your first thoughts about it? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I think it's one of the I think it's the best uh, X Men movie I've seen. Um, I think it's really good, and I do agree with Ryan Reynolds's comment that it is Oscar worthy. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think there were some really powerful performances. Um, I agree. I think it's probably my favorite of the X-Men movies. Um, yeah. It's so different from the other X-Men movies, and tonally, it's very different. Oh. It's more, um, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, much more emotionally powerful in certain ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it seems a lot more realistic than mm-hmm. most of the other um, X-Men movies, which, you know, they seem, like, safe in comparison. Like, this was really very raw and very real, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I enjoyed the other X-Men movies, um, but they're very, like, uh, very large-scale, very, like, the threats are, like, threats to all of mutant kind or threats to the, you know, planetary level threats kind of. And this one um, really is is a deeper dive into the characters of Logan and Laura and Professor X. And so while the, mm-hmm. the conflict might not be as huge, it, it gives you a chance to kind of go deeper into the characters. Yeah, definitely. And I think part of maybe the reason that they were doing that, going deeper into those characters, is also because of... Um, uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart retiring their characters and yeah. kind of like saying farewell and really kind of just looking at their characters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had that same thought too. I feel like it was really kind of the perfect movie to end both of their runs with those characters on. Um, Definitely. Not just because, and spoiler alert, not just because both of them <laughs> die. <laughs> um, but also and by the way, we should mention, um, if you go any further with this, and probably should have said it in the beginning, <laughs> but there are going to be spoilers. Um, we're going to be talking about the whole entire film. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you might not want to continue with this podcast until you've seen it and then come back and, <laughs> and hear what we have to say. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I thought it was kind of the the perfect end for both of these uh, runs on these characters, because and not mm. only because of that, but also because it was this really kind of um, microscope on these characters and this kind of um, it, it really had the feel of of a conclusion. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really hard to say goodbye. I feel. It was. I know, especially for me to um, Professor X. He's mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite X-Men. And yeah. it was really kind of hard to see him in that state, too. Yeah. Um, having that degenerative brain disease, it yeah. kind of feels like, um, I guess, seeing a grandparent have Alzheimer's or dementia or, mm-hmm. or something, you know. Um, it's basically, a, you know, you think of Professor X, and you really think of Patrick Stewart in that role, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was you think of, 
It was really sad. And when you think of him or you think of um, James McAvoy as Professor X, he's always this very, like, you know, vibrant, very powerful character. And yeah. to see him in that in that condition was was really sad. And it did have that feeling of, like, almost, you know, a family member, like someone you've seen earlier in life and you've seen, um, you know, sort of being more alert and being more energetic and aware and powerful and then to see him kind of not <laughs> the way that he was in the previous movies it was it was really sad <laughs> I know I know and you know that is a part of life um you know getting old and then you know having some form of you know illness or brain degeneration you know um you know I guess that's that's part of life and that's part of aging and that's where um Professor X is you know in in that stage of his life um mm-hmm. you know in the, when he when he's played by Patrick Stewart of course um so um yeah it was Love very interesting um it wasn't uh quite as severe i guess but but Logan is kind of past his glory days in these movies too he's not healing as well and he's um you know to see him kind of being brought down a little bit too was also really powerful and, and moving yeah i i thought that was um uh, you know just in my personal opinion i thought that was pretty um hard to watch as well um Mm -hmm. even from the very beginning where you have that um first scene and you see him in a fight and he's kind of stumbling (laughs) he's struggling to kick ass yeah Mm -hmm. and my first thought was what's wrong with wolverine yeah you know they Mm -hmm. until they start to tell the story of you know him being sick and ill and not having full strength so it that was pretty hard too because you want him to kick ass and they did give him you know toward the end there um when you know when he does take that um elixir that you know the green stuff um and he gets you know a hundred he's a hundred percent optimal even for a short amount of time yeah it's really kind of cool to see him kind of in his um optimum level of strength and power yeah back to kind of where we're used to seeing him because it Mm -hmm. is like especially that first scene like you were saying like he ends up um, beating all those guys, but he has to kind of struggle to do it. And, and you see him get out of the car and he's kind of stumbling around and, and these guys he's fighting are just normal humans. They're not mutants. They don't have powers. And it's like, even at that, it's like an effort for him to, to beat them. And they're just normal people who he would have had no problem just whacking in the past. And it, it was really sad to see him in that, um, in that mm-hmm. state, but I think it kind of um, was leading up for Laura to take over as as the next Wolverine moving forward, and um, I really hope that we have a Wolverine movie starring the character, um, but I think that it was setting the stage. Yeah, I've heard that there's there some talks about it that um, um, both um, Daphne Keene, the actress that plays Laura, and um, director James Mangold, um, we're in agreement that yes, we want to go in Korean X twenty three movie. That would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but really yeah, I do. Be, it seems like um, Wolverine and Professor X are 
passing the baton to the next generation of X-Men, which is um, not only um, Laura or X-23, but also all those other mutant children that she, yeah. um, her friends, mm-hmm. you know, that's, so it's kind of a, it, it feels like it's the cycle, we're watching the cycle of life, you yeah, know? Yeah, it really did. I got that feeling too. Like it's, you know, losing losing Logan and losing Professor X was was really hard. But you have this new generation of of mutants coming up, and it's exciting to see where they're going to go too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That was that's exciting, and I'm really interested to actually get to know. Um, it was great to get to know Laura, and I really do yeah. want to get to know some of those other um, children and see their own stories um, mm-hmm. in more depth. Um, in future movies. Yeah, me too. And and Laura was great. I loved her as a character. I thought it was really interesting that she spent the first like half of the movie <laughs> just not talking. Um, I, I thought that was a really interesting choice. I think it um, it almost made her kind of more powerful. Like she has this super power, pre- super powerful presence, even though she's not talking. Um, and then when she does start to speak then it's, uh, it kind of just makes you like her even more. <laughs> I like, um, something that I really like about her was, um, you know, it, the whole idea of um, promoting diversity, you know, that she's a, uh, she's a, a Mexican um, X-Men, you know, she's yeah, like a like Mexican female Wolverine. Yeah. And when she started speaking, what was powerful to me was that she spoke she was bilingual. She spoke both in English and in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that a lot too. Yeah. And you don't see, and and just, and this kind of is almost like another, um, or it's similar to in Rogue One when, um, Diego Luna's character, um, Cassian, um, he had a thick, you know, Mexican, um, accents, you know, as well. So it's, it's great seeing, um, that they're honoring, um, different cultures and honoring diversity by just kind of bringing out the heritage and background of, of, you know, the, you know, of kind of a diverse group of characters. So that's wonderful to see. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Well, for Laura's batch of, of uh, X-Men, um, future X-Men, um, yeah, I love those children. They were all from that, um, Mexican facility where they were doing experiments. Um, and I think I see, I'm looking at the IMDB of the names here. So, and it doesn't really give the name of the characters. It just says mutant child. <laughs> um, but some of the other actors that represented the next generation, we've got Aiden Kennedy, Naya Murphy, Chase Kubia, Emma Teo. And I'm sorry if I'm also um, not saying these names correctly. <laughs> Just an example is like, you know, yeah. you, these different child actors um, kind of have more of a, a di- um, there's more diversity mm-hmm. um, than what we've seen with the X-Men before, I feel. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And it's it's definitely really good to see. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, do you think that this movie was Oscar-worthy? I think it is. Um, I think there are some really, really powerful performances. I think um, um, Patrick Stewart was amazing and and how he portrayed, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of this degenerative brain illness, I think was really powerful. Hugh Jackman also was 
was really powerful. And Wolverine is this character who you think of as being so, his stories being so focused around his fighting. But this, this really wasn't. This, I mean, he was looking into some of the emotional baggage that he really has been carrying around for a long time. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was a great performance. And I, I definitely um, would consider both of them Oscar worthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if we could win also Best Picture as well. Um, that would be amazing. I, I feel like it could. <laughs> and that yeah, would be amazing to have a, a comic book movie win Best Picture. That I know. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I feel like Deadpool too. is really good. Yeah, um, Deadpool could too. I felt like that was really good, and um, unfortunately, it didn't. Um, well, I mean, I feel like the movie that did win was um, Moonlight, which won Best yeah. Picture Oscars. It was oh, a great was movie, so mm-hmm. um, I'm not taking that away from them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'd like to see more more superhero movies, you know, um, be able to be honored um, and win some Oscars or some awards at some point. Um, yeah. There's still such a bias, I think, against, like, a genre fiction in general. Like, you don't see enough, you know, fantasies or sci-fis or comic book movies really seriously getting considered. And, and that's, I think it's a shame, because there's so many great movies out there that get overlooked, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Um, so, I wanted to um, think about kind of like the almost the familial relationship that yeah. these three characters had. Um, a pactor, well, Professor X being kind of like the grandfather, yeah. um, grandfatherly figure, mm-hmm. uh, Wolverine being kind of like the father, you know, the reluct- but a reluctant father, and, um, and uh, Laura being like the daughter, you know. Even though yeah. when they met that family and they said, you know, they had to kind of like who they are, um, and they, you know, Wolverine was like, or Logan was like, yeah, I'm, um, you know, this is my father yeah. and my daughter, you know, and it felt really true. It did, um, yeah. Because I think Professor X has been really kind of a father figure for Logan, because he, he sort of took mm-hmm. Logan in, and I think um, helped Logan... Logan had all of these issues where he felt like he was just an animal, or, you know, he was... he. And that was all that he was, and, and Professor X, I think, had a big role in helping him see that he could be more than that. So over the mm-hmm. years, I think he really has had kind of a, a father figure role for him. And then it was interesting, too, to see um, to see Logan sort of grow into this role of being Laura's father, and, and he was reluctant at first, and at one point actually says, I'm not what you think I am, but she knows that he is, and, and by the end, he you know, risks his life and loses his life ultimately to save her. Um, and so it's it, it was really cool to see him kind of being in that position, too. It was a, a role we don't often see him in. Although we've seen, like, um, you know, his, you know, fam- like he had that family before that died. That's true. Um, that is true. <laughs> You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but no, I, I, no I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but we didn't really see that. Like, it was just, like, a very short moment or, you know. Yeah. It, very small part, and then they die off. 
So, I mean, although he's had that father role before, we've never really seen it, like, in depth. Playing out. And we can see it more in depth with um, Laura. Um, Yeah. So, but I guess, like, it, you know, even though we've seen him, like, take on uh, and totally accept the father role, he seemed like he was having trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, He he didn't do it so easily with this. Probably because, but I'm assuming it's because, like, in a technical sense, he didn't, like, you know, have her, like, the normal way. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. something he consciously went and made her, um, you know, with a mom. She was made, you know, basically in a facility with a surrogate mother um, yeah. without his knowledge or consent. Um Mm-hmm. So I can I can kind of see why maybe that was why he was having a little more trouble in the beginning, like accepting it. Yeah. Um, but in that beginning scene when they first introduce Laura's power in the very beginning, you're watching and you know that she's um, uh, she has powers, but you don't really know what they are mm-hmm. until that they're attacked. um until they get attacked and she has to, you know, show her claws for the first time. Yeah. And Logan gets to watch and there's kind of this look on his face of like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And at first I thought it was because he was just totally like um, impressed. And I think he was impressed. Mm-hmm. But because of her, you know, her exact power was similar to his. I think it was because he knew yeah. that she was made from his DNA. Yeah. And I think Professor X has that a line at that point that's he's is something like, She's very much like you <laughs> And I yeah. think you're right. I think it's like he he kind of knows at that moment. Yeah. Very touching. Yeah. Very t- Patrick uh, uh I keep wanting just to say the actor's name, but Professor X <laughs> because to me Professor X is Patrick Stewart <laughs> no but um, no but Ma- McAvoy I love him too but um, mm-hmm. I don't know I guess I've just grown up with Patrick Stewart as Professor X um, Professor X just easily takes on that role of you know grandfatherly figure you know but I, it's, I feel it's like a role that he's always had you know father to the you know for the school of you know of yeah. the gifted. Even when he is younger and, and is played by uh, James McAvoy, the character still has that, that role. So, you know that family that they meet with the horses and they get invited to go have dinner at their house and to even stay overnight, which is like super friendly and nice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> invite strangers to their house to spend the night, you know. Yeah. Um, I love that family so much and I feel so bad I know <laughs> me too that them. was so awful <laughs> and all they're like just trying to do a nice deed and they just uh you have um Logan being kind of the shutdown character that's like no we just need to do this one thing mm-hmm. you know or not do it at all and and Professor X is like let's seize the day and live life yeah we should this <laughs> His house, and you, you know, usually you're kind of like agreeing with Professor X, mm-hmm. but in that particular thing, I was thinking, 
Actually, I have to side Logan on this one. Yeah. They're being chased by really dangerous men. They probably should just keep moving forward. And it did not end well for them. I know. And I, like, oh, I felt so bad as you watch one family member at a time get killed off until they're all dead. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, my freaking God. They should have been more responsible and said no. Yeah. <laughs> they would all alive um but you know what um that does tie in with the very end though when um logan has been killed off he's um you know he's got that big piece of uh i guess wood you know just kind of like gone through his entire torso there you know that he's not gonna make it and laura's there crying for him daddy oh and then at that moment, you see it in his eyes. He had something that he um, he hasn't really felt like he's never had. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or very much of at least. Yeah. He's like, I get it. Yeah. And he got that family moment. Yeah. Aw. Yeah, because I mean, he had he did have it briefly, but mm-hmm. it was taken away from him, and and now to sort of have that again, you know, to like end his life knowing that he has family. It was it was a sweet moment. It was funny because Professor X began was the character that had that perspective from the beginning, and he in Professor X, you know, a lot of the conflict was he wanted Logan to feel his worldview, or his point of view, yeah. and the way he saw things, mm-hmm. and Logan was so. Um, opposed to doing so, you know, averse yeah. to it, and just fought him with it, and at that very end, it felt like he came full circle to have, finally having that worldview, and that way of seeing things, and that love that Professor X was so badly trying to share with him, Yeah, you know, through the movie. Yeah, yeah, and he finally, he finally came around to it in the end. Yeah. Aww. So sweet. Aww. Yeah. Overall, I thought I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was was a really good movie. Very yeah, very powerful, and yeah, definitely a great uh, character based movie. You yeah, know, for sure. great character portrait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to apologize for my dog barking in the background. <laughs> if that no if that was noticeable, I apologize. <laughs> Maybe Clayton wanted to add in about his feelings of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Clayton's very opinionated about X-Men movies. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to the SheFi podcast. Um, check out more from us at SheFi.com. That's she-fi.com. Also, um, check out our Redbubble virtual store. Yes. Um, so go to Redbubble and then you just... Type in in the search box she dash fi. Um, you'll find us. We got some great things. Um, we've got um, a couple of Supergirl designs. Um, a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, different Outlander. kinds of things. Different, Lots of good what, stuff. Yeah, a lot of sci-fi related merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, things like that. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Yay. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.
Comic-Con, but boy, do they have something to say, then I am more than happy to take their stash with me and let everybody know that these people exist and you should, you should follow them or give them your support because artists can't do what, what we do without support from the public. You, it yeah. just doesn't work. It's difficult. I mean, I guess you can, but it makes it hard. <laughs> yeah. So representing other artists and, and at least giving them time or space or even a discussion that I can offer for, for my fans who come and want to know other other authors that they should read. I'm more I'm I'm excited to tell them, hey, if you if my stuff doesn't do it for you, that's okay. I have other I have people that might it might work for you. You know, um, there's 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 something for everybody. You know, not everybody likes my shit. That's okay. <laughs> you know, um, but I bet I can find you somebody that you do like. Because there's a lot, a lot of voices on offer. So that's why I do it. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's really important. Yeah. I thought so. I don't know. Other authors tend to laugh at me when I do stuff like that because they think it's taking away from profit. And I just laugh and go, well, I don't know how much money you people are making, but, you know, trust me, it's not taking away from profit. (laughs) And even if it did, seriously, Sarah, I think the bigger picture is supporting one another. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that that's hard enough Mm -hmm. in the world to find that compassion and that empathy between people that even if it did take away money from, which it doesn't, but even if it did take away money from, or or publicity from Mm -hmm. my particular uh, booth, that's not what it's about. You know, I need people to support me too. And so I can only hope that that that's paid forward in, in other ways and other experiences. And it has been, you know, I'm proof of that. So yeah. Yeah, That's great. (laughs) Thanks. Um, so are you going to be at any, um, any upcoming cons or where can people buy your book? So excited. So we start our season in March and we'll be down at the North, the South Carolina Comic Con in Greenville, South Carolina, which is a fantastic event, huge, put on by the local comic book shop, Borderlands Comics. And it's run by a husband and wife team super community supportive they love independent artists Mm. so that's a huge thing for me um they support all of us grassroots artists who are doing it ourselves you know Mm -hmm. uh, those who are producing zines in their basement (laughs) you know um they want those kinds of artists to be represented and have space right next to the people from dc and marvel which is where they all belong exactly (laughs) so um at south carolina comic-con is very very inclusive like that they find a, they, they believe that that people like myself belong right alongside the, the artists from DC and Marvel um, now you know am I on that caliber hell no but you know one day maybe yeah. uh, I'll be there but it's great to be able to exist and, and have a voice in the same space as people who are doing that and so it's a it's a great organization to participate in, and so I'm very that excited. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, we love them. And then we'll be doing our second Zine Fest, which I'm new to zines. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them, and I love the people who do zines. Just for any of your readers out there, whoever's doing a zine, <laughs> mad props to you guys, because a lot of these people are doing them from their literally from their basements or their dorm rooms, mm-hmm. and they are you know really politically topical. 
and culturally relevant, (laughs) particularly now more than ever. And so I'm coming back to do a second zine fest, more so because I'm such a fan rather than me selling my crazy work. I don't even care about that. (laughs) I'm really excited to see these people who are, who are contributing uh, by making their own zines and, and telling a story and writing articles and sort of being these very investigative narrators yeah. that we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing that uh, for various reasons, and we need we need to support them. And yeah. so we'll be doing a, a zine fest here that's in my – it's close to Asheville, North Carolina, and so okay. it's a very art – art town very um very supportive of the arts and so i'm very excited to do that so we have a, we have a list of stuff going on but okay. i'm excited for the zines yeah <laughs> that sounds exciting and thank you for this wonderful opportunity oh yeah you too thanks for taking the time to chat so excited yes you just take good care of yourself and you know where to find me if you need anything oh you too oh. Okay, honey. <laughs> 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 we'll talk to you soon. Yes. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. A big thank you to I.R. Harris. Um, If you're able to make it, be sure to check her out at the South Carolina Comic Con, March 25th and 26th, uh, the Asheville Zine Fest, May 7th, and the Americana Burlaskan Sideshow Festival, May 26th through 28th. Uh, you can also check her out on Twitter at IRHarrisBooks and uh, on her site IRHarrisBooks.com. Uh, also be sure to check us out at SheFi, that's she-fi.com, on Twitter at she underscore fi, and on Instagram we're at show, all one word, And we're also on Facebook. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening and uh, tune in next time for the next episode of the SheFi Podcast.